Here at the Kickspot, welcome Kickspotters. Uh, if you are tuning into the show, we really appreciate all the love that you've uh, given us uh, within the past, you know, few months, uh, especially during the pandemic. Maybe you guys are lonely and need something to listen to, but we're glad we, we we're the, that we're that guys. We are the we are the people. <laughs> we're the people, but we really appreciate it. And uh, for all the messages and all the love that you're sending out, we really appreciate that as well. But today we have an interesting, interesting topic and. And it's kind of interesting to me because I don't really know what realm this is. I know me too, right? Like, I'm we're, like for we're, us, we're usually we're, we're I mean, we're very good at scripting stuff out and, and the bullet points we're going to talk about and then just elaborating on that. Yeah. But we don't know too much about the topic that we're going to talk about today. And that's why I find it very intriguing. And I'm sure that everybody else finds it intriguing as well, too. But today we have a special guest with us mm. and she goes by the name of Karina. Woo! <laughs> there we go. There's, there's the applause. There we, go, there, we go, there we go. There we go. We have a live audience, obviously, in my place. That's right. <laughs> so, Karina, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Um, you know where where you grew up and uh, what you like to do. We'll just start off with that, and then um, we'll talk about uh, our main uh, bits and pieces, um, and then Migs will take it over after that. Okay. So, oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so thanks for having of me course. here and for being interested in this topic, um, which I obviously think is really important. Yeah. Um, so as you said, my name is Karina and I was um, born and raised in Norwalk, California. So a bit south from here, maybe about an hour. Is that a 562 area code? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 562. I've never had anybody be prideful about the 562 area code. <laughs> I have a ton of clients there. So yes. Okay. <laughs> and also Long Beach. Most Long of it is 562. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. LBC. Yep. Okay. Represent. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, my I grew up in Norwalk, a little more south of LA. Um, and I am seventh out of eight kids. So that's something oh, wow. that's meaningful, family. Oh, um, my parents are both immigrants from Mexico. Um, yeah, there's four girls, four boys. I, in high school, I played a lot of sports. So I got to experience a lot of like, you know, um, being really aggressive and like a lot of body injuries, injuries which are gonna be applicable later on mm. as well. And I attended UC Merced where I played basketball as well. And- Oh, um, okay. I did not know this. That's yeah. what's up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and in, in college, I started to really um, kind of come back more into myself and like start to know more about myself. I started doing meditation and reading a lot of books, like the four agreements that really helped me see the world and myself differently. Um, yeah, and some of the things that I really like to do include dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to dance salsa, bachata, kisumba. So that is something that I am missing during these awesome. times. Um, and yeah, um, I enjoy being out in nature. Over the course of the past three to four years, which is post grad in a way, um, I have been experiencing a lot of uh, physical um, and mental challenges, which have really um, kind of veered me off to in some ways isolate, but also strengthened my ability to do the work that I do now, which we yeah. will talk about more later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, speaking of the fact that uh, you are Mexican, 
Everybody on our show that comes on the show, first time, first, first time timers. Visitors. You might come uh, back later, but like yeah. I, on your first time, first time, uh, have to go through the rigorous questionnaire, and it's based off your heritage. Mm-hmm. So Mix has prepared five questions for you, just five, just five questions okay. for you, and uh, no pressure. So far, out of the seventeen, eighteen shows that we've done, everybody has batted over fifty percent. So no pressure for you. Just want to throw that one yeah, out let's there. Let's see how well you know Mexico. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Right, we'll see. All right. We'll give her the easiest question. Okay. Who? Oh, no. Not who. What is Mexico's capital and largest city? Guadalajara. Is that your final answer? Yes. That's the... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it's, not it's, the capital. No, yeah. I said... What's, what's the, the capital? capital? Oh, what's the capital? What, do you know? Um, that's the question. What's the like, capital? Like and it's one. the largest city, also. What's the capital one? El DF, Mexico City. Mexico City is correct. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought I, I was. Thought she didn't know that. One. I was again a little scared. Ooh, scared. That's like <laughs> saying Washington DC ain't yeah. the capital. Yeah. They saying LA is the capital of California. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> All right, you passed that one. Okay, number two. Who is the current president? Of Mexico, mm, I don't know that one. My dad would know it because he follows up. You want to call your dad? It's ironic because uh, Ish, your friend Ish, also didn't know this answer. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, mm. it's uh, Senor Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Did I say that right? I did. I, I, I did I say that right. <laughs> yeah, bro. Sounds good. It sounded good. So yeah. All right. Third. Question. So one and two. One and one two. And two. <laughs> one out of two. Okay. I'm going to give you the hard ones now. Okay. What is the main religion practiced in Mexico? Catholicism. Okay. All okay. Right. That's, okay. 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 That was easy. Okay. My bad. Two All out right. of three. Two out of You just got to get this one okay. to be over 50%. Uh, let me see. Ooh, here we go. What popular sport was Mexico introduced to by the Spaniards? Soccer. You can get one more guess. Mm. I don't, you want I, me to repeat the question? I don't know if I know this. Is it bullfighting? Oh my god! Is it, oh yeah, that that makes sense. That, that makes sense. Wow. All right. Is that four out of five? It's three out of four. So so you don't have any pressure now. Okay, no pressure because you. So are, you just got one more. You'll get sixty percent if you get this wrong. Okay. Uh. Okay. Here we go. I, there's like so many that I can choose from. Like I want her to get it wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's what's see. the population? Yeah. What's like the total population as of today? No, no, no. Um, okay. In Mexico, tacos are typically served in what type of tortilla? Corn. Okay. Damn. I'm starting okay. to confuse her. <laughs> Tortilla. <laughs> Tortilla is the right answer, so that's pretty good. Well, congratulations, four out of five, Karina. We're, we're very happy you that's are Mexican American. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely know your heritage. You're not just American; question. you're Mexican American. That's awesome. Uh, but Karina, going into the topic here, body coach. Yes. Body um, coach. Before we uh, decided to do this, I had to ask you what a body coach was, but you decided to flip the script on us. And you decided to say on the show you'd like to ask us what we think a body coach is. Yeah. And before you came here, we still had no clue. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, what are we gonna talk about today? I, he goes, body coach. I'm like, what the heck does that even mean, bro? 
See, like, okay, when I think of body coach, I think of someone that is spiritual. Okay. That's just my thought. Okay. Um, that is trying to understand their body a lot more. Okay. Because that's not something that we think about. Okay. We just, we just do things on a daily basis without actually mentally realizing what functions happen. Okay. And that is my perception of what a body coach does is really guide you through the inner part of your body. Okay. That's my perception. Okay. Okay. Would now you, your turn. Okay. So for me, it goes a little bit more deeper than that. Okay. Gene Park. Okay. Like you went maybe like 50 feet deep. Okay. I'm going to go that, by like That's a, pretty far. Like a hundred. Okay. <laughs> but, but you don't know how to swim. So I don't know. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't. You're right. <laughs> so I don't know if you should. Hey, there's thing called like a life vest, okay? Uh, true. That helps me and my body to swim. True, you are right. right. Okay. So, anyways, to me, Karina, yeah. I think a body coach. When I hear that term, it has something to do with, um, like wellness, like, you know, body coach, like intertwining your spiritual, mental, physical side in order to feel fulfilled with your body like i mean i'm well, not with your body i'm saying like by utilizing possibly every part of your body and as a coach you try to coach that person like all right for your spiritual this is how you can utilize your body for your mental your your you know every brain cell you got whatever it is that's what a body coach to me is we're probably both wrong. I, I'm just trying to figure out how that's 50 feet more than what I just said. Because that was just a, <laughs> no, that was exactly was a repeat of nah, what I just bro, said. Mine was deeper, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. So I guess we're going to clear things up for both of us. What is a body coach? So surprisingly, you both nailed a lot of oh. things. I'm not sure if you've been studying my Instagram. No, I have never looked at it. I don't even know you had an Instagram. Right? You know? But you like. both nailed like great pieces of it. This is a question that a lot of people are like, what does a body coach do, you know? And I don't know, There, this isn't like a proper title for the work that I do necessarily. Like, I don't know what other people that do this kind of line of work would call themselves because I do a variety of different things. And like both of you said, um, you know, the spirit and helping people develop a relationship with their body. Because like, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. a lot of people go throughout their day with not being aware of their body they just completely forget about it it's like see what i said oh, okay that's <laughs> one piece just 50. Okay. <laughs> yeah so like you know that's that's something that's really important it's like wait every day every second you have a body how can you forget about it yeah how can you just go this your whole life without even thinking about it and like you said i do work with people individually to support whatever aspect of their being needs support whether it's their physical body actually just having physical um, pain like some of the people that come to me clients it's specifically because they have a pain in a specific spot mm. other people because it is a spiritual thing that they need support in or even others like mental like I have worked with people you know that literally have all this tightness in their body and a lot of pain um, and through helping them move that pain we also get insight about their life what is happening and happening in this moment and how it's showing up in their body and through working with their body we release the physical tension but also the emotional one and the mental one hmm. um and then i also have other people that i work with that have ptsd and through working with the body uh, that's helped that. release it okay yeah so you both actually did great and she just elaborated on what i said further than what you said 
I don't know about that. So, <laughs> let's agree to disagree. Okay. So, uh, what got you into being a body coach? So I, like I shared earlier, um, over the last four years, about I've been having um, a lot of experiences. Like life just decided to give me all these learning lessons. Um, and like I shared prior, when I was playing sports in middle school, high school, and college, I have experienced a lot of physical injuries. So basically, my entire life, I've been a very body person. Went to college, and college I started doing yoga, meditation, reading, and then I did. As soon as I could do my Kundalini yoga teacher training, I did it. When I got back from Italy, I don't know if you've heard of Kundalini yoga. Um, no, it's it, a it's a very wholesome yoga practice that incorporates the the spirit. There's like a spirit um, component, kind of connecting more to your inner being. There is a stretching. There is a meditation. There's mantra. I started practicing that in college in 2014, and I just continued doing it for like ever after that. Um, so as soon as I was in LA, I did my teacher training for that after practicing for a year. Oh, interesting. And then after that, I was practicing that and um, I intuitively started like identifying maybe back in 2016, how when I was thinking something or having an emotional experience, I would have a sensation in my body. So I started like to integrate both experiences like, oh, this just happened, you know, here, my left shoulder's hurting, but I'm experiencing emotional um you know, a, like a lot of emotional stress. Mm. Um, and around that time, I had a shoulder injury in college back in 2013 when I was playing basketball. And I dislocated my shoulder and ever since then, it would just dislocate. In 2017, it dislocated so bad that I had to actually rush to the ER and get it popped back in. That was oh. the first time. During that time in my life, I already had awareness of the emotional experience and connection to the body. I was actually having a lot of emotional stress and when my shoulder popped out it was kind of like my body and my spirit were just having too much that it was just like the breaking point it was like shouting to be heard you yeah. know the pain so that was the first initial full-on experience that life gave me like okay you want to test this out here's your school and then after that, um, 2017, that happened. I was scared to like move, you know, like I was very aware of my body, like not trying to hurt it. In 2018, I had a dance injury. Mm. Right after I started healing from my shoulder, I went back into dance. Um, I went, I was only supposed to take one ballet class, but I love to dance like so much. I went there, I auditioned, I got into all these dance performance. I even made the dance team for the school and like I was just so thrilled, you know, so I, I was planning to do it all. Two weeks in, my body gives out completely. Mm. I have to end up dropping from everything. I had as soon as I started having severe pain here in the solar plex area where the third chakra is, if people know chakra, the energy centers, mm -hmm. um, I like right when it happened was like I didn't respect my boundaries. Mm. And in that moment, literally my entire midsection of my body paralyzed was like I couldn't move it and in that moment I realized like dang my entire life like I literally just would dance around my house like yeah. <laughs> everywhere you know I realized I couldn't move it I'm like wow you know and I was only 25 at that time and like I had my goddaughter was like two years old and I'm like stressing out because I you know my parents have to carry like the heavy things for me and I'm just yeah. like mm -hmm. I'm so young yeah 
And I ended up working through through that, you know, I don't know how many months later. I met you around that time, I think July, um, when I was already kind of done healing from that, like yeah. a lot. And then I got in a car accident. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I got into a car accident and... Um, you know, that took me out completely. And as soon as a car accident happened, I was like my nervous system. Like it was, I, I knew, I already knew my nervous system was like fucked, you know? And the car accident brought out more stuff, a lot more stuff. Yeah. Um, it also, I also got PTSD from the car accident. I also got agoraphobia, which is basically the fear of leaving your house. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, interesting. I recently discovered that I had that because I, I also... I, I had previously had my parents' insurance, and right, my the accident happened two days before my birthday. I think like two days before my twenty sixth or twenty oh, seventh yeah. birthday. Yeah. She could still use it. No, I couldn't. Right, right well, before. I could, but I had work, and I prioritized okay. going to work. Got it. You know, like so, I I didn't. So I didn't. I ended up like taking the stress of me healing myself. Mm -hmm. So that was also adding stress. I was my own lawyer during that time. Like I was, you know, and I started to have vertigo out of nowhere. I would oh, just yeah. dissociate. Like I had to like cancel out going to my dance classes. I had to cancel going to my embodiment classes. I did an embodiment training back in 2018 as well. And it just took over my life. But this time it was also mental. So it was like, what's going on? I started working with different healers. I finally, I'm like, I need to see a therapist. Something else is happening. And the therapist basically was like, you have PTSD. I was like, shoot, okay. Mm. And it it continued to happen. And um, I started to dissociate. So when I would dissociate, I'd literally just have to lay down. It didn't matter what I was doing. Even at work, like sometimes I had to lay down for an hour. Like, you know, I just, I didn't have control over like my availability. And I, even though I was living in Santa Monica, like I hadn't been to the beach. Yeah. Wow. because it was so bad so body work i i did a lot of the pain that did surface from the the dance injury a lot of the pain that did surface because of the car accident um helped brought up a lot of trauma that i had stored in my body and by staying present with my body i got through work through it through the pain and identify the trauma that was coming up to being released and through doing that i was able to release some of that trauma and um just as I continued to strengthen my intuition to heal myself, I started being able to do that for other people. So I'll be around people now, mm -hmm. or I'll even have dreams about people, what's happening in their life. And my body guides me to support other people in healing their body. So, so like, what's crazy is that you get injured like quite often. So I'm just like worried that yeah, shit's I'm gonna like, fall <laughs> on top of you. Should be like, like I started looking at stuff. I I'm did. Like, I, I literally, we were like, I got an accent right. here. I got an accent here. I'm like, maybe I'll turn this oh, off. Oh shit. This, maybe I'll like put this right yeah, here. This is gonna <laughs> fall down. <You> know? <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, you know, usually when athletes, when they get injured, the first thing is to go to physical therapy. Did you go to physical therapy at all? Or how did you just decide that you're just going to go into this more spiritual realm? So, um, nobody knows the path of life. Yeah, that. that's a great question. So thank you for asking it. Um, I, I mean, in high school, I don't think that we had necessarily when I did have my call my high school injuries. I don't think that we necessarily had a physical therapist. I mean, I what? went to, uh, what? on Kansas site. I went to John Glenn high school. Like we didn't have money for that, you okay. know? <laughs> so, I, I mean, we would ice our injuries, but I didn't really 
prioritize that resource, I think. Okay. Or I did have insurance with my parents, but I just, I don't know. I didn't have time for it. Kids okay. are being weak an athlete, <laughs> <laughs> Being an athlete, like being an athlete. Who I don't, needs that? <laughs> the arms are like, you know. Falling apart. Yeah. No. I still got the other hand. <laughs> right? Um, no, so I didn't do it then. In college, I did have that outlet mm. when I did injure my shoulder. But, um, I mean, my physical therapist did support uh like he was like work it work it out you know but yeah. um eventually when i did now with the other injuries was like i had been working so much in myself already that i think it was more just instinctual like it was like my intuition's like there's something else going on here and i had already started coming around to this line of work yeah that it was um i was working with the chiropractor who is really amazing the i started working with him um around the time of my dance injury okay he does NET, which is neuroemotional technique. Okay. So he actually also does kind of the same kind of practices that I do. Like I would test myself. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What organ? Cause like, you know, the points in your back tell you what organs and what emotions with yeah, that practice. Absolutely. And I would start testing my own like awareness of my body before going. Um, and his, that support was, was good like as yeah. well. There's a lot of like points and stuff like that, like you mentioned, that's more like Eastern medicine. Mm -hmm. So in Asia, it's like my my mom, whenever I would get a stomach ache, she would always tell me to press this part. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't oh, know, is that, that an Asian thing? I don't, I don't know if it's an Asian thing. But I, I don't know what like, it it's is. It's literally right here. But I've seen like the, the chart yeah, right. where it's like linked yeah. up to a certain organ and, and all that too. And it's ironic that, that with insurance, Western, you know, insurance doesn't cover like the Eastern insurance. Which, which which sucks I, they recently migrated over to like chiropractic work um acupuncture which is like very odd to to get insurance help but you know like the the body coach and that kind of thing hasn't evolved into that realm yet yeah and i'm hoping that it eventually does because I, I there is something spiritually where i feel like it does help just not data wise it hasn't been proven in western medicine yeah i mean and also like as asian parents you know to piggyback on the pulse i mean sometimes my mom would just put vicks in my forehead and things like that's it, a filipino thing it's right? that's also Mex Yo. well vicks is also big yeah. mexican yeah, yeah. Oh, I, think really? we, I think we got it from the spaniards yeah, to be Span honest yeah. With you. <laughs> they'll put it right here they'll put it right here my mom will put it everywhere and she's like you'll be fine tomorrow oh my I was gosh like, okay <laughs> like you know but my question like in all seriousness my question is so as for your line of work um, is there like some sort of certification or anything like that that you had to go through? Or did you come up with your own kind of like ways to help heal people as a body coach? Great question. So there are definitely programs that are kind of set and intended for you to develop skills like that mm -hmm. and just have more awareness of the body. Um, my specific journey has been very intuitive. Like I'm learning as I'm going kind oh, okay. of like cool. my spirit or my intuition guides me. I've literally worked with people and I'm like in the back of their spleen specifically, like not long ago I had a client, I'm in the back of her body and I'm like, I just keep hearing spleen. And she was working through anger and the spleen like has stored anger and, you know, and I'm like, I keep hearing spleen, just imagine your spleen, like, you know, and then she's like, well, what, what's up with the spleen? And I ended up looking up and the spleen was exactly where my hands were. Mm. Interesting. So, you know, like I might I think because of how I've for me, how I've came across to this work has literally been through healing myself. Um, that's that's how I've came across 
to it and I have learned now over time because I'm like how do I identify what I do yeah so it, which brings me to kind of like to piggyback on that original question do you feel like you're a medium where you can sense certain energy and you can go okay no no, no it's right here and like because I'm like something speaking to me in regards to this particular injury or illness or soreness like do you feel like you're some sort of a medium where you can communicate through that Wow, that's a great, I never even thought about it in that way. Like I've never thought- It of sounded being, like it was like that. Yeah, I never even considered being a medium. Um, I, I guess if you explaining it like that, yeah, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, I've also, um, so doing this line of work, I would start feeling people's energy and where their pain was. And right. then I started working on people, but I would start taking on their stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did, I had once worked with a client that I had a lot of like backed up stuff and I got fever for three days and I had oh, to miss- geez. I had to miss my actual real job for like my side gig because yeah, then it yeah, was yeah. my side gig. Yeah. Um, so I ended up taking a Reiki training then to learn how to protect my energy. Um, and I'm bringing this up because this is, I mean, Reiki is different than medium. You're right. Because yeah. medium, you're basically receiving yeah. information. Whereas yeah. Reiki, you're giving healing. Yeah. So I guess in a way, yeah, yeah. that's probably what it is. I, don't, I was curious because like the way you were explaining not only your journey and how with all the accidents, be careful, okay? Like, you know, with all the accidents and and how you felt like you learned from the quote-unquote experience that if someone needed coaching from you, right, then you could sense, you could already sense what they needed and you can already kind of like speak through the spirits and like, oh no, I'm going to help you like this. And then you, you take know? in the pain. Yeah, which is, which which is, is crazy. a crazy thing. Yeah, because because yeah. if if he's a pain in the ass, you would take on that. <laughs> she, That's a completely she, different she pain. Was, she was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> no, yeah, no. I used to, I used to, but now I like somehow I I can receive it, and once I acknowledge it in myself, like, okay, thank you, body, for letting me know that this person has energy stuck there. Like, you know, sometimes just by acknowledging it in myself it helps it release. Like, I think now, like, my body is just so, like, oh, my God, we can pick up on this. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. aware of it. I I actually don't go out and do that. Like, I don't, like, go and feel into people's energy because you already feel a lot as, like, an empath. Like, you know, I don't yeah. want to be out there like that. But, no, now I can feel it. I... So, now, like, sometimes I don't even feel it to right before I'm going to work with someone. I'll just sit down right before, and then my body will tell me exactly what's going on. And then when the session happens, and I, like, guide them through. That's what, what's the word? Reiki? Yeah, Reiki. 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 So our, our friend Sonny actually um, does that as well. And I've seen him where it's not like he's going around with, like, you know, trying to find people with, like, negative energy or anything like that. But there was a person where their leg was, like, injured. And so he's like, hey, do you want me to do like an energy, a Reiki mm-hmm. energy yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like watching him and he's literally behind him. And he's like up, up above like like a hammer and he starts like taking energy out. And I was just kind of like, what the heck is he doing? And then, you know, like an hour later, his, his leg was okay, which I thought was interesting because he went to like a bunch of doctors, but mm-hmm. pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, but, but going along with that, um, what we're going to do is uh, in our next segment, we want to talk a little bit more about what are the practices that you have yeah. with some of your patients. Because I got to see Sonny in that that action and what he was doing. I want to know if there's any different tactics or anything that you do that's a little bit different or things that we should be aware of as far as for our energy as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You are listening to Kickspot. You are listening to Kickspot. All right. And welcome back, Kickspotters. I know, Migs, you wanted to do it. 
But I stopped you. I might do a close up of your face. Um, <laughs> you're about to do it. Um, so if you didn't get to get the opportunity to listen to the first segment um, of the show, uh, we have our guest Karina talking about uh, what life is like as a body coach and the reason why she got into being a, a body coach. And if you don't know what a body coach is, you kind of have to watch the uh, first segment. So yeah. rewind, watch that one, then get to this one. Yeah. Right. 100. 100. Um, but um, Karina, I, I did want to ask you, uh, what, I mean, like you, you got to work with, you know, certain clients is it like every single client is a little bit different you talked about client with ptsd and then like people that have like injuries is it one type of genre that you're you're coaching or what, what kind of people are you you're coaching um it's really it you know whoever feels like they want to work with me um because i i don't it's not necessarily always like intense like oh my god you know someone's having PTSD. I also work with people that sometimes just need more clarity in their life. And we do more like a coaching type of thing. Mm. Um, and then, cause sometimes a lot of times we're very, in a sense, sometimes disconnected to our body that it's not always available, you know? So I really just work um, mainly with people that are wanting to have or develop more of a relationship with their mind and their body mm -hmm. um, generally. And yeah, so it depends where the person is, where, um, how far we go into typically people um, leave having a, a relationship more with their body you know um, even being able to make more room for their emotions like I've I've worked with people that they write a whole month after our session yeah. continuing to implement the practices and the tools and they continue to experience that expansion in their life and their ability to just feel more like secure and security doesn't always mean a lot of times I think that we think we fantasize or we have this idea that security is perfection and yeah. like bliss but security is being able to meet yourself where you are in your emotions Ooh, and that's beautiful that's beautiful mm -hmm. you know and that's that's basically my goal is like to support people that we have this security yeah that it doesn't matter how you're feeling it doesn't matter where you are you're always going to feel secure in yourself like even right now if you're an emotional like chaos happening inside of you you know yeah, that's me. <laughs> you feel my energy <laughs> Man, there's like emotional chaos happening inside like you're the fact that you are open to having that connection with yourself yeah. and that relationship and that like acceptance that's a security because you're not like oh my god trying to deny it which is what yeah. we're taught to do right and there's no security in that the anger will just come out of nowhere you'll just start you know shouting at someone else and they're confused and you're confused. So um, yeah, I basically just, I work with anyone that's ready to integrate that experience of the mind, the body and the spirit. Yeah, and, and usually like, okay, let's say that I need something like mental. I would go to a counselor, psychiatrist. Um, I mean like a body coach isn't something that I would think about because I, I'm not really aware of what that is, you know, initially. Right, so I don't know of like that segment, or if I need like a piece of mind, I might do like yoga or Bikram or something related to that. Right. So, how did you find your clients? Like, how did they reach out to you? How did they know about it? Like, it's just kind of interesting because it's not something that would come to mind. Yeah. So most of my clients, because most um, are word of mouth, like based on someone else that has experienced it, or also like people that come across my Instagram. Um, that's where most of my work has been. Uh, as of now 
Um, yeah, it's it's mainly been like that because I know it is kind of hard. I yeah. I've been also trying to work on like vocalizing what I do because it's mm. like so much that I have access to. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, I do intuitive healing. Like, do I call it that? Like, mm -hmm. you know. But the reason I've decided to go with body coach is because all my work is around the body. Like my main principle is the body and we cannot ignore it, which we have. I actually studied psychology in college mm -hmm. and I was considering going down that route of a therapist, but I, I don't remember if it was my junior year. I actually double majored in psychology and sociology, but my junior year, I, I was like, I want to see a therapist to see what it feels like to be sitting in front of someone and communicating. Oh, that's smart. And I did, and I felt like there was so much she did not know. I'm like, I could come here and lie to her. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And she has no idea. Like, what if I'm a person that needs more support and I'm just like in denial of yeah, my yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, she doesn't know what's happening in my head. Mm, she <laughs> you thinks know? she knows. She yeah, thinks she knows. she doesn't know. She doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So something for me didn't feel complete there. I did finish, you know, I did finish double majoring in psychology and sociology. And before I graduated from college, I started going more into spiritual spiritual work. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you're right. A lot of people do usually go to a therapist and psychologist. Um, one thing I learned not long ago was that uh, there is a university in Santa Monica they focus on spiritual psychology they have like a program um, and I learned I don't know if it was through them or awareness of them that psychology when it originated was the study of the spirit but over time as we became more westernized or like as things started becoming more split it became more of just the mind so it wasn't integrating the entire being which is what's important for me mm. um, but I'm saying this to to bring to our awareness that psychology, though the, the mind and the spirit, uh, the body and the spirit have been missing, there are a lot of other practices that have been including that. Like there's somatic work, which a lot of therapists include that. There's also, um, there's like tapping some therapists include. There's also another one. I can't remember what it's called right now, but there, there are intentions within the psychological department yeah. to bring more of that. Not all psychologists have that, you know, awareness or can provide that side of the support. Um, yeah, so you're right. A lot of people do typically go first to a, psych a psychologist or a therapist. Um, I think it is important to access and navigate what kind of healing you want and need and also to become informed most of all of what's available mm -hmm. and out there. Um, yeah, because I think I think you informing yourself about the different types of healing that is available is where your power is because then you get to choose. So my question is um, for you personally and for your own practice, for your personal practice, like as a coach for your line of work, you have certain pillars, correct? Like that you focus on. So if you could break it down for Genu and I, what are those important like pillars? Like, what do you really focus on? Do you have like three pillars, five pillars? Like, what are those values that you present to your clients and you go, these are my five pillars. Mm -hmm. And then um, you fall in line in this and then you do a needs assessment and then you, you help treat whatever that is. Mm -hmm. What are those pillars for you? So my main three pillars is oh, really okay. um, cool. just mind, body and spirit. Like oh, okay. seeing the person where they are and it, like, 
developing this acceptance, you know, because I feel like just humanity in general, like we're constantly, which is great for the intent of survival and, you know, um, but I feel like we have that extra pressure in our society that we've created. Like we're always thinking that we need to be 20 feet ahead. And mm -hmm. so I really, and really focus on honoring where every single one aspect of our being is in this moment. Can you break it down? Like how they intertwine with each other or the mind, the, body and spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they intertwine together based like even my experience, like just literally having pain in a certain spot mm -hmm. and mentally, um, I'm probably feeling sad. Like currently, um, these past few days, which I heard today with the today's the equinox, right? No, today is the spring. I mean, the I, fall. I don't even know. Today is like a big. Um, is it the start I, of fall? Is it the first day of fall? No. <laughs> oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I is think it really? so. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's is. what I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. that I forgot what the actual term for yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. But right now I just I'm like, what's going on? Because my entire right side of my body has been really hurting. And the right side of the body, the wrist and the, the um the elbow have to do with like letting go, like even right now. So we're in the current season we're in. I wonder why it's heavy. <laughs> is that why when oh we shoot? Oh my gosh, like, it's heavy right now. Like, you know? Well, some people shoot with their left, so that can't really. Thing, right? like, <laughs> well, because the left side of our body has to do with receiving and the right has to do with letting go. What? I'm bringing, I'm bring, from my experience okay. working with people. That's and, cool. Yeah, and um, so, for example, I'm bringing this up because I don't necessarily know what's going on astrologically, but my body makes me aware of that. Mm -hmm. And mentally, there are some things that have been coming up past experiences that is like, dude, these, these, these are ready to be let go already, you know? So that's, I'm bringing this example of like, my right side has been tight um, because mentally there have been experiences that are ready to be, you know, to come and let go. And there are some people that do that I work with that don't have awareness of the body aspect of it. And I start working with them and then I'll tell them like, hey, um, I'm feeling something here. This typically has to do with like your personal willpower. Like, have you been experiencing depression or whatever? And one of my clients once was like, I've been having depression. Like my mom's death has been coming up, you know? And like now, now that, <laughs> that's medium stuff i'm just saying now but now that oh thank you yeah yeah now that she has awareness of her body when her depression is showing up mentally she can support her body to like not for that to not get stuck there you know like if she she supports that part of her body she can do like breath of fire which is this rapid breathing mm -hmm, <laughs> and um mm -hmm. that helps you like move energy through um so yeah i guess to answer your question it there always all connected because they're all informing one or the other and like when people do feel a lot of pain in their body that's basically their spirit asking them to stop and slow down and just like you know and then you meditate which i think you yeah. express you meditate and then you'll get information that you need so do you find solutions for them like do you do you suggest treatment or like how do you find a resolution for your for your clients so the resolution happens within our session um as we're working together, some people, it, it's very unique. Some people, I intuitively feel like they don't feel comfortable talking, so we go straight to the body, and mm -hmm. the body discloses information, then I ask them information. Other people, they come in and we talk, because they like to talk first more, um, and then we go into the body. The resolution happens within the experience. A lot of times, the body will inform us of a specific situations that happen in their life where um, there's stored memory in it. Our body stores all the like information it's 
connected to our subconscious mind. Mm. So the purpose of storing all that information, think about it. Our bodies come 100% from our mother. They're cells that have been living on forever. Their whole purpose is to survive. What do you do when you want to continue to live and evolve? You remember information that happened in the past. What, what is that saying? Like, I forgive, but I don't forget. Because by remembering, you know how to face the future. Yeah. So our body stores all this information. When I'm working with someone, I might feel sensation in a certain spot. For example, once I was working with a client on her left body, we were going down, I was going down her left leg. And then when we got to her knee, my body just stopped me. And it was like, I was like, hey, did something happen like around, you know, like more intimate area at this age? I'm like, I feel like there's a stuck blockness in your knee from that. And I was able to guide her to go to that experience. And she disclosed information to me that she had never shared with anybody. I'm telling you. And it's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I'm just amazed. I, I, that's why I'm saying that. Like, I'm just so curious. I'm yeah. like, how did you, like, the, yeah. the knee didn't speak to you. Like, so your, your body was like, stop there. Mm -hmm. right like your own physical yeah connected to her physical mm -hmm. and was like there's something in her yeah knee. Yeah. yeah and then so i brought it up and once we address you know the more um yeah. intimate area of her body and, and we address that ex experience she was like free you know like her knee didn't hurt anymore so everyone when i have these sessions everyone experiences some sort of resolution because we address not only the physical body but we also address the emotional we also address the inner child like inner child trauma from five years old like it's stored in your body or even ancestral stuff like this past weekend i was working on just ancestral stuff and we're 100 our parents our sales come 100 from them so they have all their stored information you know, as much as sometimes people are like, I'm I'm not my mom or I'm not my dad, you know, because we focus on the things we don't like about them or we don't want to be them. We are them. And through accepting that we are them and working with our bodies and the cells and reprogramming ah. ourselves, then we're free from that and we get to create a new reality and a new destiny. Do you find that people that are spiritual or want to be spiritual, those are the ones that have more of a belief in like, the spiritual realm or it, like for example like you know i'm christian i believe in god but then there's like people that tell me well there's no real proof but it's a belief that i have right and so like i always say like well then think about every part of the body how every part of the body has something intertwined i don't know spiritually inside like exactly what goes on but there needs to be some part that connects to some other part for me to function Right. So I always bring that up. It's like, so how, how do you explain that? Like, you, can, you can't really explain that. So there's like a spiritual side where I have a belief theory. And so do you find that like with some of your clients that they have some type of spiritual thought or spiritual mind already existing there? And that's why it's a lot easier for you to coach those types of people. Because if you're like not into like spiritual stuff, it's mm -hmm. like, well, why do I need this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I actually... Um that you bring up a great point like yeah if you believe it's there then it'll be there in a sense but then you're like wait the body it's the same thing yeah. i personally um my approach to this i don't really do spiritual i was really in there for a long time yeah. but you don't have to believe in a spirit to like hey you have a subconscious mind that has 
trauma stored from childhood and yeah. it's stored in yourselves like you know breaking it down in that way when i do work one-on-one -on -one with people like i meet them where they are i have worked with people that are atheists which you know like they're they, even people that are atheists they, they understand and they believe there's this like energy or this thing you know even the big bang it's like yeah. this other cosmic thing happening yeah um so i really try to i don't try to go too much in like it necessarily i just yeah. meet the person where they are and it's like hey you have that person the observer like right now we're here we have a body and then there's that consciousness that is like something's going on here you yeah. know we all have that i don't think we really need to say like spirit to get them there yeah. or get people to understand what we're trying to say and that's that's how i relate to it yeah and the only reason why i ask that is because i'm sure that you get a lot of skeptics that are like what is a body coach like why do i need this and so if I'm like a new restaurant, for example, it's like I go to that restaurant because I do I do Yelp on Yelp Elite. Okay, shout out to Yelp. Um, <laughs> but I look at the testimonials, you know, right? So I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, this might be a good restaurant. Even though they have like five reviews, it's all positive reviews. So maybe I'll go check it out. And so as far as for the clients that you have, I mean, there's going to be a lot of naysayers that say like, man, this shit doesn't work. Right. So how do you combat that type of mentality mm, i don't really focus on like trying to convince people i know that we come around to things when it's our time yeah and when you know like if it's not for you now then that's not for you if it's for you in the future then cool if not like i believe we receive what we're ready to receive and available to receive mm. so i'm just you know i'm i'm constantly continuing to work on myself even how do I deliver this better so I can support more people in having these amazing experiences? You know, like it's so hard to grasp in words what really happens um, that I'm just I'm trusting kind of like whoever's ready. will you know, yeah. we, we have our inner compass and guide that just knows. Yeah. And, and as the world changes, you obviously have to adjust yourself and your body as well, too. You're in. And in your industry, if you're helping and coaching others, you're constantly getting an education, not just like out there, but, you know, on yourself. How are you constantly getting education for yourself or personal growth so that you can coach others? I'm constantly I'm I'm such a student. I love to learn and I'm constantly looking at myself and what areas I need to work on um, and seeking the sources that are, you know, like kind of supportive of that. I'm also trying to be better about not getting lost and learning material mentally because that's not where real learning is for me at least like i know it's through experiencing it and i think that's why life gifted me four years of all this pain it's like all right you like to learn hands-on you're a hands-on learner here you go yeah um but yeah i'm constantly looking at different areas of my life that need you know support and love and i'm currently um in an area working um that i feel is going to help me be a better source and a better um support to be able to guide more people because i strongly believe you can't really support other people until you support yourself especially in this line of work i need to continue to expand in my ability to hold myself and contain myself and i've i've grown a lot and there's still a lot of room left to grow like my relationship with my parents my relationship with most people like that are close to me is not as it was before like our parents you know going to your parents house sometimes it's just like trauma comes up and you're bound to like dodge someone or like you know that's like that's where most of our look at that face <laughs> exactly most people like will try to avoid being around you know and like 
my relationship with my mom has gotten so much better like you know and my dad and i'm yeah I'm, so to answer your question i'm just constantly looking at my life what is next and available yeah and i guess for me like since you are a coach and for any like entrepreneur and doing it on their own like sometimes you you have a team or you can't do it on your own right like you have a support system do you have any kind of mentors that you kind of go to so if, if there's certain things that you don't understand or that you want to learn more of like you go to that person do you have one or two of those where they kind of guide you through this line of work specifically through healing yeah no not That's at the moment you? not at the moment i am a person that loves to learn like even in my life like even with my friendships that's something i'm reflecting a lot on like i learned i think a lot of people learn to do that to be like self self um what's the word like you know i remember like being in high school and like self-soothing myself to sleep like you know i quotes were my thing in high school where i where i went through a lot of like trauma i i've really taken on like i i think for a long time i was like i have to do this by myself mm, okay and i would do it by myself and then there started to be a sense of pride and like me figuring it out i am getting better about asking for help like my friends and all of that i was literally two weeks during um covid like i was stuck in my place and my ptsd got so bad and my agoraphobia like i had to be laying down for two weeks and like i couldn't do any work um so i'm learning to ask for help to to answer your question, I don't have a specific mentor okay. I go to, but I do have people that could meet me where I am. Okay, cool. Yeah. If if I'm a, a new client and I'm just trying to figure out if I want to use your service, right? Because obviously, like I said, like there are going to be skeptics out there. Do you give them like a trial of like a diagnosis of some sort? Or do you just look for the people that are just like, hey, I'm gung-ho, like I really want to do this. Like what... What type of balance do you have in that? So I give um, a 30 minute consultation to get okay. to know more about the person and see we would be a good fit. Okay. So we got like 30 seconds. So can you give him a consultation really quick within what 30 the? seconds and uh, <laughs> see if he is, uh, you might want to feel like energy and you, stuff. You yeah, might want to check his cool. knees. Trust me. You <laughs> might want to check his knees or my ankles. They got some yeah, bruises. Uh, like my ankle, you know, I haven't been playing much, you know? So I, if you were I to give like them. a, like, you know, as the audience is watching, like if you were to give like some type of diagnosis, like how would you give it for somebody like a consultation? So I, like? I really refrain from doing any diagnosis yeah. um, mm. necessarily because I'm not a medical practitioner. I, I am an intuitive healer. Yeah. Um, I the consultations is typically more to learn where the person is um, and get to know more about them. And then, um, yeah, to learn where they are and then how we would engage together to see if we're a good fit. Like how deep do you go with questioning? It's like dating. It's like, are we, yeah, it's like, it, are we a good like fit? That? Exactly. Okay, we good fit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We move on to the next day. But like, do you get do you get personal with the questions? Like, or is it mostly like just yeah. whatever problem area? Or like, do you how deep do you get to know your client? Yeah. Mm, like my client or during the consultation? I'm sorry, during the consultation. Uh, what what is available typically is like what are the areas in your life that are currently showing up and asking about the body? Like, where are you feeling um, specific? you know, any sensations, um, really trying to understand like the whole getting, getting an overall view of the entire, um, being, okay, being. you know, right, not just that's like their word. body, the entire yeah. being, yeah, being. that we word. are. Um, yeah. And then that's, that's how we go from there. That's awesome. And it only takes you 30 minutes to figure it out. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's like a whole, yeah, that's like, like, 
a month or something. Yeah. Like getting to really know the person. Oh, that's yeah. just like that's intense for a thirty second or a thirty minute like overview. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's that's where I think just having that thirty minute interaction, like the person. I think we, as a society, we can do a better job to like, okay, this person feels good or they don't. Like, yeah. not that I'm like saying pe this person feels good, but like for them, like, is this a good fit? And also like, can I support where they are? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I think as you continue to work with each other, you do get to know more about them, mm -hmm. right? It's like a relationship. You go on a date with someone, it's like, yeah. you go on a 30 minute date with someone, you're like, okay, we're not a good fit. Like, yeah. and then- That's, that's really it. how he is though. Unless they're aggressive. Yeah. They're like, okay, food, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's really that. Like, you know, I think sometimes with engaging, even 10 minutes with the person, you might know, like, okay, like, this is, this is, uh, yeah. we meet sense. each other, For sure. right? For sure. That makes sense. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break here. Um, and uh, in the next segment, I want Mix to pull up Karina's Instagram. Okay. And I want him to talk about certain posts that are on there because I am friends with you on Instagram. And there have been uh, posts on there where I'm like, huh, I wonder what she's talking about during these times. And it does have to oh. do with the, with the body as well too. So it's the first time I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I, uh, know what pose you're talking. Well, about. I, I want to talk more about that because it, it is interesting, but I don't really know the full spectrum of, of what you're really, really trying to imply. And I really want to know more about that. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. Alrighty. You are listening to Kickspot. You are listening to Kickspot. All right, y'all. So as we return to a very, very interesting and educational episode of ours um we are learning i'm learning a ton dude like i'm learning that karina's a medium for some reason <laughs> and like no it's, it's been awesome to really kind of get a better understanding on like how your body just has interconnecting aspects to your health and your, your physical being, your mental, spiritual, and however else many being you guys have in, in your bodies, like how they all connect are connected, you know? Absolutely. And so on our last part, we're, we're going to get a little bit more into Karina's work. And we're going to be asking Karina a few things that me and Jinu found on her Instagram. Yeah. Jinu uh, will have a topic that he's going to ask. I'm going to have a topic that I'm going to ask. So... This yeah. is the first time I opened up your IG. I recently followed it about five minutes ago before we came back on. So, Karina, I've been following it for a while, um, and uh, we're grown-ass adults, so I'm going to get right into it. Okay, so you go and, first. And, uh, yeah, oh, I want right. to ask a Forget question. Me. <laughs> this uh, post that you um, talked about, um, the, the picture is on periods, period 101 for everyone. And I'm sorry, what is it called? It, well, the, the picture is on periods period 101 for like, everyone like menstrual cycle the menstrual cycle okay. yeah we're all grown ass adults and we're talking about the body and how everything interconnects with the spiritualness i am and listening the, and it says men women what is your relationship to periods like does your nose scrunch do you become feel grateful i obviously do not know much about the menstrual cycle but it does play a role in the woman's body it obviously we before uh, the show we had talked about how we all became alive because of the menstrual cycle you just educated us on the fact that the, i guess the blood is like the cushion the cushion but how does that cushion. how does that relate to all <laughs> right how does that relate to the work um that you're doing mm. and do guys have menstrual cycles so i recently heard that please um, explain so it depends right because there's um 
gender, there's they, like if you're, um, you're, you're born into woman body. Um, yeah, I know that there are men that mm. have periods. Um, I, <laughs> I don't necessarily know a lot about it. My friend recently started sharing with me about that. Wow. She's a lot more into that work, you know, um, and LGBTQ communities yeah. and understanding that. Cause they're based on what she was telling me, there are men or they, I'm not sure if they, uh, they identify as female or male. Okay. Um, they is a term used for trans, uh-huh. um, and used within the LGBT community. Um, but yeah, apparently there are they that do go into male restrooms and will sometimes be shamed because they, they have uh, a period. Interesting. Uh, that is interesting. Huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, we were saying in regards to periods, mm-hmm. what was your specific question? Just how that plays a role as you, as a mm-hmm. body coach, I know obviously that has to do with the body, but how does it physically as a whole, I guess with, with the spiritual aspect yeah. of everything, how does it interconnect? Um, one, first, I want to start out by saying thank you for bringing up this topic and also introducing it in that way and also letting everyone know what I just shared previously. Like, um, it is so taboo in our culture and even a lot of women have learned to like not like their period and hate it every month. Yeah. And all the media, if you look at it, it's constantly making like you want to be over it. It's this constant cycle of not huh, that's true. of you that's not true. wanting to be on your period or it's dirty, you know? Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you mentioning that. Yes. If a woman doesn't have a period, she can't get pregnant and give birth. So when we were in our mother's womb, the period was our cushion. And it's because of the period that we are able to be formed in there. Um, and then we come out with it. Yeah. <laughs> We're bathed in it. So um, oh. if it doesn't become more normal than that and people know that and still have some icky feelings around it, it's like, okay. Um, so period, specifically to body work, I haven't necessarily worked with someone um, that has been having period complications, though I will be working with someone this month that has been having oh, cool. period complications. Awesome. But from my experience, menstrual cycle, um, the menstrual cycle basically follows the same cycle as a moon. So there's a new moon, then there's a full moon. Um, woman, every 2.5 days we shift. Typically, most women cycle every 2.5 days. We're constantly shifting in our cycle. We're following the moon cycle. Um, and when it comes to menstruating days, it was actually practiced in a lot of cultures that when women would menstruate, they would leave and they would call them the red tents. Women would leave the village. That's a very, that's a time that women, we are very intuitive. Mm-hmm. There's like this extra intuition. And when you do have your period, you're like releasing yeah. what you went through previously in that cycle. And that's been my experience in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I notice that whatever I'm going through, like, when I do have my period, when I'm menstruating, I, whatever I went through that month, I'm releasing it and typically cramps. And I learned that through, um, recently I had a 14 week pilot clear and protect, which we can talk about that more later. But when sadness came up, I was actually on my bleeding days and I was experiencing a lot of cramps that were interconnected to sadness. Yeah. And um, I was like, wait, I, you know, I'm like, I have a lot of cramps. I'm like, what's going on? And it was sadness that I needed to release. I was kind of supporting my body to cry. Mm. Um, but so. yeah, that's a great question about periods. And yeah, woman, it's a time. It's an invitation. It's literally our bodies 
telling us like hey you've been going through the cycle it's an opportunity for you to like just relax and in regards to having sexual encounters with someone i've actually noticed that um i literally was about to ask that i swear <laughs> to god i was like what Perfect. are you having sex like can well, you not do it oh like, during your period i don't know i haven't looked into that or thought about that like you know if you should or you shouldn't i don't I don't know necessarily, um, but I did want to say that if you did, woman, we take on energy, like just generally, and this is something I learned through like um, women's teachings that I did a few years back. Um, woman, we naturally take males and other people's energy, especially when you do have sex. So that's why a lot of times if you do have like a one night stand with someone, it might turn into like they're constantly wanting more from you and like men might be like well that was just the one i'd stand like dude you know and women a lot of times we think that we can be men and do that but in reality we <clears throat> we take on <laughs> we take on um and no sometimes you can it depends how much you've honored yourself you yeah. know but um sometimes you you take on this person's energy literally and the, if the person's negative like you might feel more negative i definitely have had that experience but one thing that i've identified for myself if i do happen to have like a sexual encounter with someone and then my period comes that's also an opportunity for me to let go of their energy which is oh, so freaking cool whereas like previously woman we take on a man's energy and it could literally be in our aura which is our energy field for the rest of our lives so hold on you i mean usually it's like you know oh, hey yeah. i have my period phew right like yeah all it, that it's, it's like oh i don't have a kid or anything like that but what about like what about from the the body's perspective like let's say like stress and having irregular periods you know i think irregular I think it, or regular irregular oh that's periods. yeah i think you nailed it i think that's really connected to interconnected to stress and like honoring your own cycle too like i wonder intuitively right now it's hitting me that it might also have to do with you having a hard time letting go mm. so karina you're saying after having like let's say having sexual encounter with somebody you you're saying if you once you get your period that's a way for you emotionally spiritually that you let go of that person that's been my experience and i've been able to do that i think because of the relationship that i've developed with like my emotion, body like emotional let like letting them go emotionally like yeah. peace dude like, you ain't gonna see me again i'm done like, well, like, like that? your relationship with them could be different that's something that i've i think because of the way that i've learned to honor my menstrual cycle and it's not just yeah. like oh it's a dude i want to let go no like every month i identify the theme that i just went through and i see it integrated oh, i was like you're it, a savage for doing that like no got another period yeah. <laughs> no 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 i wanted to clarify yeah, yeah thank you yeah, for yeah, asking yeah. for clarification no but i brought that up because women we do naturally and we are designed to um take on the male's energy and that's actually something sacred like i remember when i first learned about this i was in college and i was like that's fucked up you know because i was yeah. a way more hardcore feminist like men and women are the same um but now that i've learned about the purpose of that it's actually beautiful the purpose why women do take on the male's energy is because back in the day you know we were in the in the caves or and out in the you know the male will leave to go hunting and while the male was gone the woman in her energy field the male's energy was there so the baby felt the dad was close Oh, interesting so yeah that's actually like the intention behind that why we have that but because we don't know it like we think we can just 
you know, sometimes have sexual encounters with anybody. And then sometimes women, from what I've heard from my male friends' experiences and also from women, a lot of times they do feel emotionally attached to people. So with social media on the rise, right? And we see all the memes, let's be real, right? And it seems like there's a lot more women that could just let go emotionally of their partners. Is that, is that like, it, do you feel like nowadays, like, you know, we're talking about menstrual cycle and stuff like that. Like, do you feel like women are more apt to letting their male partners go easier mm. than like maybe in tune with their body more? Yeah, they're more in tune mm. with their body. I mean, because you, you hear all these girls, right? Like, no, I want to do what I want to do. It's my body. I want to do what I want to do, right? Like, for the most part. Like, I feel like we've their mindset has shifted more to that mm. way of thinking than how it was before where uh, there's a lot more i would say conservatism mm -hmm. you or, know or shame shame within the body now it's like no like this you're is having me. sex like, with everybody yeah, like no i'm like i want to do that like you know like i feel like mm -hmm. women are more in that mindset now like do you how do you wow. feel about that okay what are your thoughts that's a whole other conversation oh, like snap. <laughs> all right maybe we need no, another no, no, segment yeah we won't go that deep <laughs> Uh, for that because period did come up and I want to make sure that I am honoring like in relationship to the work yeah. that I do I want to clarify that's not necessarily available for everyone because we did talk about cramps cramps typically it's like you know for me it's like the walls you could feel the walls like, yeah shitting yeah, yeah, the blood yeah, yeah. um and i do i will come back to what you asked but i just want to make sure that sure. we come back to like this is kind of yeah. the line of what we're talking about i just brought in that extra stuff for women that do hate their periods or which is majority of women i feel um or do not want to have it or whatever you know i know some women will get on birth control so they don't get a period um so uh, I brought that up to share like there is an opportunity that's actually happening every month for you to shed whatever cycle you just completed. And also there is that other bonus that if you are that in tune, you could actually shed sure. the energy yeah. of someone, um, which is great. Um, but to answer your question, I think there are so many components to that, like on a lot of ways. You know, I'm also I love for me personally, I love relationships and I love learning about like the feminine and the masculine energies within us which we do explore within ourselves and our body and the body work that i do um but just collectively like women we have become become a lot more like men um and it's been for myself like i know growing up like the society we live in has learned to put men in a different place and i remember when i was little i didn't like I used to love playing sports because I used to beat guys like that was my thing, yeah. you know, and I was that kind of woman that was like more in my masculine. Um, but yeah, I don't know that that's woman's truth necessarily like their emotions. I think women and men alike, we've learned to override our emotions. Mm. Um, so I don't think that's really true. And I'd be happy to have a whole other segment on that specifically. Well, <laughs> the next time you come back, we won't ask you <laughs> questions about Mexico. That's for Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Migs, you have a, a post up as well too that oh, you'd like yeah, to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So, you know, scheming through the Instagram, you had this post called Clear and Protect, a journey of the GI tract and letting go i mean it seems like it's a constant message throughout our show with you is it's the art of letting go so can you kind of describe and give a little bit more definition and clarity on what that meant that post yeah so clear and protect was actually a series i did a pilot a 14-week pilot i did 
um, from June to like September. It recently finished and um, the intent with Clear and Protect. So one of my goals is to support people in developing that mind-body connection on their own. Like not necessarily on their own, but guide them. How can they do it constantly? So the Clear and Protect segment focus on different organs, different emotions associated with that organ, guiding people from the cognitive experience with that specific emotion, supporting their body with pressure points, which you both started off mm-hmm. earlier by highlighting yeah. that your mom taught you pressure points in your culture, you use them. Um, and then supporting the body and continuing to open up by doing different postures to support it to those specific organs to release and then guiding people through a meditation to have the full digestion and release of that emotion and experience. So let a clear and protect was a pilot series. I did a 14 week long focusing on different organs and different emotions. Was it mostly the GI tract? No, it was oh, literally, okay. we focus on the liver, which stores anger. We focus oh. on the pericardium, which is not an organ, but it is, um, the pericardium is basically this like muscle tissue that is around the heart, the physical heart. And it's interconnected with our emotional side of our ability to expand our heart. Um, the role that the pericardium serves is to hold the heart in place, the physical heart, and also the emotional heart. Um, if you have too many emotions, uh, your pericardium basically supports your heart in place so that it's not affected. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you are emotionally like entangled up in something or you're too much, you don't. Tangled up in something. Oh my god, yeah. Entanglement. You're okay. like you're super tangled up in a situation and you have too many emotions. You might not be able to meet the person in front of you, like mm. more be more vulnerable. Like that is your pericardium protecting your heart because you already have a lot of emotions you haven't dealt mm. with that it cannot expand to receive more possible moment of vulnerability. Yeah. You know, and I'm just sharing about the pericardium to share a little bit like, yeah, so we focus on different organs. Um, That was what Clear and Protect was. So that's great you asked about it. Yeah, because like I see gallbladder, which represents resentment. And then you had large intestines that represented sadness. And then you had the stomach represented worry. And then I believe the last one was small intestine that represented joy. So is that like the journey? So you start from the gallbladder all the way down to the small intestine and you just release joy? Is that... Is that pooping? Is that like another word for pooping or? (laughs) No, I'm being serious. Like, is that just like a way of saying, let's release everything out? So the large intestine basically is supporting, um, large intestine sadness. There's different emotions correlated to different- Like um, organs. Organs, yeah, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't, when I planned this out, we did the yin organs first, which is like the feminine. And then we did the yang organs. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So like what, we, what, what are the yin and yang organs? Um, oh my God, off the top of my head, there's. So we first did. Oh my God. Is it the gallbladder? <laughs> you might have to like yeah. provide yeah. a note with that because yeah. they're not all in my head right now. Like, okay. Um, That's so cool. But yeah, so we did correspond. We did first, and I think I didn't actually really plan to do that. This was a pilot. Yeah. Um, to first do the the feminine organs and then the the other organs, um, which most of the yang organs are like letting go, um, like the digestive tract and all of that. Um, But yeah, we we didn't plan specifically how to process it. I will be launching this in 2021, the official program. Yeah, so that's- You heard it here first. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so that practice itself, it's gonna be it's really sweet. It's literally we would host it every Sunday. Oh, um and I would also host like uh Zoom social hours the Friday before to talk more about that emotion and the experience and how people experience it in their body. It was so beautiful. Our last one we had like 16 people attend. Um so it was really sweet. But yeah, the whole purpose of that is to like empower you mm -hmm. and also like support you and starting to even develop that relationship with your body and like tapping different like, oh, this is for this. Like the pericardium is literally here. And like I sometimes my body will just start doing stuff on its own. Mm -hmm. So then if you do attend these classes, you have it accessible. Did you did you get this information like by reading on your own? Like how did you figure out all the body like what it relates to, I guess? So in the beginning, it was kind of most mostly happening. I was working with different clients and I'm like, okay, body, what do we want to focus on? You know, like yeah. it was kind of coming, like the spleen one came like that. And then later on my teammate and I, um, my business um, partner or consultant was like, okay, let's just, what about if we just plan it out? And then we mm -hmm. planned it out and I did research. Yeah. And I also like tuned in a lot to my own experience, which is a lot of what I do. Like, even my friend that does my website for me, like he knew to check in on me when it was sadness because I really allow myself to go deeply into every experience. Um, but yeah, so it was like researching and also learning about the different organs, but also like very much allowing my body to um, share different information, you know, like stomach and worry. I had to also work with the client and like the information of stomach and worry came to me like three weeks before we did stomach. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned in 2021 that you have these goals to create a 14-day program. Um, that was correct, right? A 14-day program? Uh, the Clear 14? and Protect was a 14-week program, 14 but we're actually, okay. it's going to be extended. The details are not super highlighted yet, but okay. I know based on our experience, like we need longer to focus on each emotion yeah. and support mm -hmm. people. So I'm not sure if it will, like how the releasing or digesting of it or the offering will look like, but yeah. we will be focusing on that more, an extension of that basically. Yeah. And that's awesome. What, what would you say is your your goals or what are your goals for the future within the next five years, 10 years from now? So definitely the next five years, I want to really continue to um, do a lot more one on one. Um, as you've noticed, a lot of what I do has been kind of hard yeah. to like get my message across is like, shoot, we go really deep. Like, how do I tell people yeah, this, you know? Yeah, and sure. that's also a lot of my clients experience. I'm like, how would you share this? Sometimes it'd be like, uh, I don't know. Like, I just know I feel good. So one of that is really stepping more into this role and really owning what I do to do more, a lot more one on ones. And in five years, definitely, I want to have a lot more offerings online, like, you know, whether it's that clear and protect or an extension of that. I want to have a lot more offerings for people when they go on my website to have things accessible throughout the world. And I want to travel more um, and make these, you know, this wisdom accessible to people because we all have it. It's just like we just need a reminder of it. And I think that's my role is to like, hey, we're going to do this and then we do it. And then once the thing about this that I freaking love and how empowering it is, you do not need to buy anything. You yeah. know, it's not like, hey, you come, need to come to my class. Like, you need to buy this. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know, sure. It's like it's tools you have yeah. available. And because they're always there, you're always going to be able to do this work. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. If if someone, like another young lady, comes up to you and be like, hey, you've inspired me to be like you. Mm. Like, would and it's like, I want to learn from you. Like, is this something that you would be willing to kind of share 
like your practices and start developing some sort of like a training regimen for you know anybody not just like maybe young girls but anybody that wants to be in the same you know um, world that you're in definitely mm -hmm. and that's yeah 100% and the way that would look I don't know right now I don't I don't know how I feel about specific trainings because I know everyone has different gifts mm -hmm. so I would definitely do like a one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. whether it's like a year thing to help them continue to expand and support their own gifts mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have different ways they see information some people like will see colors and bodies and will know oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like I know my specific ones and I've actually already started doing that like I'll sometimes lay down and I'll tell my sister like okay this body and I'll refer to my body as like this body I'm like this body needs this and I'll guide her how to um and also my parents recently I'll guide them how to support their body so they can show up and support mine oh that's cool so that's a great question yes definitely I believe 100% that everyone has different unique gifts to help kind of support the same process so as of now my training would look more like a one-on-one -on -one and continuing to help them with their own discovery because that's that's really how i learned was like i had all these injuries it was like i need to heal myself yeah you literally discovered everything on your own <laughs> yeah like you really did it's the craziest thing and if, yeah. if people want coaching from you where can they reach out to you what's what's the website first you said um it's www.karinarodriguez.space Dot space, okay. Yeah, or they could also follow me on Instagram. I am Karina dot Karina Rodriguez. Okay, perfect. And for anybody that's listening, and uh, for those people following following our social media, we'll also link yeah, Karina's uh, social media and her website on our page, so you can 100%. go and uh, follow her as well. Learn um, more about these. And items. I and I wish we had you know a few hours to talk about everything because talking about the body, the spiritual, like have more just questions. everything, there, there's a lot. So Karina, we're going to have to bring you back Heck yeah. um, in the future and then just go over all those things, especially like some of the other topics that we wanted to talk about and get into. Like I wanted you to get into his and all that and tell and, me like what's and, uh, wrong with him. Yeah, I know yeah. I got elbow issues, yeah. but like. I really appreciate it. And, and you gave us a little bit more clarity on uh, body, uh, the, the body coach. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, obviously, when people look at it now, they're probably a little a little bit confused, to be quite honest, because it's not a position that's out there. I mean, in the past, they used to have like a electric manager, an electric manager in, in like the 70s would go out and just literally turn off the energy because it was such a waste. They created a position for that. So as the world evolves and, you know, there's a, a lot of people trying to figure out their body and their mental state. There are going to be people that that are going to be body coaches and you're going to be one of the ogs to really start that and you're figuring out a path and so we're very excited for your future yep um and, and we want to see where you go from here we want to see five years from now you teaching everybody and, and everybody's perfectly aligned with their body and, and their spiritual uh self so we really appreciate yes we do you, uh, you so getting much. on the show with thank us you. and then, like i said we'll have to bring you back and so uh we're just gonna end the show here thank you kickspotters Thank you, Karina. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kickspot.